In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the usual beautiful pictures we have from Pentecost Sunday and the visit of the Holy Ghost to the Cenacle, we see usually the, uh, the Apostles, the Twelve Apostles assembled with Our Lady in this place behind the closed doors, this very place where Christ had visited them whilst He was with them after His resurrection and at the Assumption. And here we have the third Cenacles. The first Cenacle was the Cenacle of the first, the celebration of the Mass and the ordination of the Apostles. The second Cenacle is the Cenacle of the Resurrection, that is to say, the Cenacle of the Communion with Jesus, who comes through the door. And the third one is the Cenacle of the Church. At the first Cenacle, the, the Apostles were all there and received their priestly ordination in the first First Holy Communion, Our Lady was not present, says the Gospel. She was not in the group of the Twelve because of Tuesday. It was the day, the Monday Thursday, the day for the priests, the day they became priests and because they were apostles, they became bishops. The day they were told that the priestly ministry consists first in consecrating the bread and the wine into the true body, blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. They were told on that day to wash the feet of the, the people and to care for the souls they will be given in their ministry, remembering on that day that the souls doesn't, they do not belong to a priest in particular, but they belong to the Church and to our Blessed Lord. And this is most important to remember as priests. And Our Lady was not present because there was no need for her to be here. She was not directly concerned by this ceremony, although she was the mother of all priests. The second cenacle is the cenacle of the, the resurrection. One Christ come and present himself through the closed door. And we must remember that the first cenacle, the doors were not closed. The second cenacle, Christ come. As he comes in the Blessed Sacrament, where he gives his own life and the real presence of Christ is shared amongst the apostles assembled there behind the closed doors. These closed doors represent our hearts and our souls where they are not fully, and as we know, fully aware and ready of the, uh, the true, the real being of the essence we are receiving in the Blessed Sacrament. Because if we could see we would die. Christ is presenting himself through the closed doors, is hidden, still hidden, in the reception of Holy Communion in under the veil of the Blessed Sacrament. But he comes to visit us and he makes the main decision to come and visit us when once we receive him at the altar rays. We must remember he is the main visitor. We are just the beggar. Third, the third cenacle today is related to the other cenacles. The third cenacle is the, the, the completion, I would say, 
of the Old Testament, the prophecies, as well as the ministry of the Apostles, as well as Our Lady, they are all together, including the Blessed Virgin Mary. And she is there present, not because she needed uh, an increase of the presence of the Holy Ghost, because we should remember that at the Annunciation she became the spouse of the Holy Ghost, and, she, and the Incarnation was performed in her through the immense, the infinite power of the Holy Spirit. She didn't need an increase of this, but she needed to be placed amongst the group of the Apostles, the apostles amongst the group of the priests assembled at the Senecal, frightened, because she wanted to tell them, I am your mother as priests. This is who I am, and I am with you, and I will be living and I will abide in my church, this small church, this mini church of the cemetery. I will be in the center. The apostles received, of course, an increase of the presence and the strength of the Holy Spirit, and this is why they were able to push the doors of the closed cemetery and preach publicly the divinity of Jesus Christ and the completion of the, the redemption for the very first time. And using all the gifts of the Holy Ghost, in particular two of them, the gift of strength and the, 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 the gift of tongues. And we do understand that this Pentecost is the achievement of uh, the redemption through the reception of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost. And Our Lady is guiding them, and she, she knows, and she would probably explain to them what is going to happen. Because she had this experience before them, she prepares the heart of these priests who are still frightened of the mission, and she would tell them, do not be afraid, I will tell you. I will tell you which kind of presence is the Holy Ghost. What kind of mission he is going to achieve in you, because he did that secretly, in, intimately, in my own soul, in my own body, more than 30 years ago. He did this, and I'm going to teach you, and I'm going to tell you. And probably she was there, and uh, sort of teaching them a long antiquity of the Holy Ghost, not just from a book, from her own life. And she would tell them how they would have to submit themselves to the movement and to the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. If you want to be good bishops, good priests, good apostles, you must submit yourself every day to these command and directions. And as well for us, every day, we should recommend ourselves to our Holy Mother, Our Lady, who in the Church will deliver the presence of the Holy Ghost, because we know through the eternal promises and the foundation from the foundation of the Church, we know that the Church will not be abandoned or left by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the soul of the Church. It means that the Church lives from the intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit as we do. And practically in our prayer, do we remember sometimes to place ourselves into the, uh, the, the hands of the Holy Spirit? Do we remember that 
we were given all these gifts in our baptism, on the day of our baptism, and they only need to be unfolded and deployed in our own life. It would be a good practice, certainly during these seven days of um, celebration of Pentecost, what we call the octave, seven days of celebration, and why not? Uh, pondering yourself every day, reading the proper gospel of each day, and asking one of the gifts, one gift for each day, and reflect on this. And if you don't remember that, of by heart, you would have to go back to your catechism, and to the small one, the best one, the penny catechism, excellent. And you have a list of the gift, and you can keep an eye, and you will certainly find some practical ways or means and direction to uh, follow the movement and all the inspiration of the Spirit of Christ. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Ghost. Amen.